Well, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Grand and Group Presents The Lockbox, presented by Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team, The Grand and Group. First of all, hope everybody had a spectacular Easter weekend. I got to tell you, Arizona is the absolute best place to be right now. Well, except today. It was 98 degrees, and it's starting to get warm, but it's going to cool off again. But we have had some absolute perfect weather. And in fact, I would even venture to say that this year is probably a year in Arizona that we've had more visitors than any time in recent history. This town has been absolutely packed. Restaurants packed. Ball games, movie theaters, sporting events, packed, packed, packed. Not just counting because of the Super Bowl, which brought a lot of people in. It's just, this is the place to be. So, hey, thanks for joining us. We are in a brand new season. We've got a new look. My sister and I have been uh, just cranking. In fact, we just got our numbers from last year. And from last year to this year, and we've been in this 20 years, we increased our business 67% over last year. And last year was a record-breaking year. So needless to say, um, I think people like what we're doing, the way we work. And as I always preach on this show, it is important to interview your agents. Don't just go with the guy who's got the best YouTube ad or uh, they're on social media all the time, stuff like that. You've got to interview your agents to figure out what's going on. And i got to tell you, I say that because today... I, uh, we submitted an offer for a client, and it, it was low. Their house had been on the market for 290 days. So clearly the house is overpriced. Smells like smoke, mediocre area. We submitted an offer, not, not a bad offer, but we asked for quite a bit. And the owner is an agent, but she hired an agent to sell it, and they will not counter our offer. Brings me to this point. If you guys hire a realtor, counter every offer you get. I don't care how ridiculously low it is. I can't even begin to tell you how many times that we have submitted offers or had an offer submitted on houses that we have listed, and they're way low. First of all, it's not for the agent ever to decide the price, uh, but always count the offer. We had one several years back. We were asking like a million three. Agent comes in at eight hundred and twenty some thousand dollars. We are so far off, we're over a half million off. By the time we were done, we end up getting more than the list price on the house. So. Rule of thumb, always counter an offer. This guy here, he's been on the market 290 days, and he's not counting on an offer, which I know my client will come up higher, but they don't want to roll the dice on it, so they'd rather sit on it. That is not good real estate, people. Anybody who does that is, is a clown and should not be in this business. That is not helping you. It's not helping the buyer. It's not helping anybody. We are in the business here to help sell people's homes or help people get homes. And if you have agents that aren't willing to get their client to counter, to have them counter, whatever the case is. It is an absolute waste of time, and it makes the industry look bad. So, with that said, today's podcast is, we're going to call it kind of the American dream. So, again, this show does not get into the politics. We're not going to pick sides or talk about things that are going on because you're already saturated with the crap that's going on in the media and social media and the news and everything else. So there's no need to throw that in your face and give you our opinion on it. But what we do need to tell you is that there was a time not too long ago. Uh, well, so I was born in the late 70s. Well, really early 70s, but we're going to lie about that a little bit. Born in the 70s. And prior to that, like my parents and my parents' parents, 
the American dream was to own a home. The American dream was to graduate from school or get a good job, get married, own a home, raise a family, and just make a life better for the next generation. That was the American dream. I don't think anyone can dispute that. As we move fast forward here into the new ages, you know, we're into social media and all that stuff. Where has the American dream gone? These days, my sister and I and our team, we take people out. And anymore, it's not like, hey, you know what, Jason? You know, Stacy, you know, Aaron, whoever they're taking out. I want to buy a house because I want to raise my family here. I want to watch everyone grow. I want the kids to go to school. I really want to just live here. I, I very, very rarely do we see that anymore. These days, it's, hey, we're buying our first home together. Uh, we're, we're getting ready to have a baby. Or we're getting married. We're buying our first home. Uh, and we want to buy something that we can make some money on in a couple years when we sell it and move on. And so now, it's no longer an American dream. It is, hey, I want to buy a house for $400,000, and I want to sell it in two years for $600,000 so I can move on to something bigger. I'm just trying to figure out where a lot of this went wrong because that is not necessarily the way it should be. 100% your house should be your biggest investment. No doubt. And yes, you want to make money on your houses and with the government screwing around with stuff, it makes it very difficult. But out here in Arizona specifically, we are still getting anywhere from 3 to 6% in this market, in the current market, in the current state of the way things are with 7% interest rates. 3 to 5% on your house. That is unheard of. It's excellent. Okay? So, you know, I, I'm just asking, you know, sometimes it's good to just sit back, take a step back and say, you know what? I want Paradise Valley to be my home. I want Cave Creek, Prescott, whatever it is to be my home and kind of take a different approach to it and not worried about making 50% a year on your house, but instead kicking back, finding something that works for you that works for your family, that can kind of bring everyone together. Because life is made inside that house, and that is what's going to bring everything together and bring you the good luck and everything else that you need. So American Dream is not dead. It's just been kind of put to the side and lost. Or you know what? Maybe we just don't talk about it enough. Maybe people just are like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a home. I'm going to use my friend's friend's friend who just got the real estate license. I'm going to go buy a you know, a 5,000 square foot home for $400,000 in uh, this area, and I'm going to sell it in five years for a million. It's just a bad approach, folks. I mean, and when you sit down and think about it, it's it's specifically, we see more of it in kind of the younger um, generation, the, the brand new people that are buying, because um, we still get some of the older folks that come in and buy, and they're like, listen, this is going to be our forever house. We want to live in uh, Prescott, Arizona, or we want to live in Carefree, Arizona, and we want to have, you know, single level, 3,000 square feet, maybe a little horse property. This is where we're going to stay. That is a great approach compared to, hey, I want to buy a house in Scottsdale. I want to spend 400000 I need you to sell it for me for in two years for 600000 and and so forth. It's just the wrong approach. It actually, prior to real estate, as I, and I've told you some of this in the past podcast, I used to be in the music business. And so I produced Arizona's largest battle of the bands. I also produced one of the largest hip-hop battle of the bands. And I'm not a huge fan of hip-hop music. But I produced it and it was fun. And then we brought in national act bands. But, you know, in between the national act shows, we worked with a lot of local bands. And one thing that was that I always caught, I would have, one night I would have, let's just say, Travis Tritt in town. 
Okay, we have a sold out show at one of the clubs, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people. The next night I would do a country artist that's up and coming or even a rock artist that's up and coming. And they were good for 15 or 20 people, their friends. But they came in with this rider and a rider is a sheet saying, hey, in our back room we want 10 beers, uh, food, and just a list of demands that they want. These new bands would come in and have these demands. And it, it just kind of ties in with the housing because the same people that want to go right to the top aren't willing to work to make it to the top. They want to get up on stage. They want to jam the car. They want sold out shows. They want to be treated like a rock star, period. Kind of the same concept with houses here. Get a house. Love it. You know what? You might be there one year. You might be there 10 years. But I, I just don't think it's necessarily the best way to go about looking at it. Uh, that you're going to go in and try to make you know a home run on every deal. Figure out what it is you need. I'm, I'm telling you, my very first house was uh, at Eagle Mountain. I remember signing the papers. The realtor was absolutely horrible. It, he was a new home build. Loved the home though. But I was so busy with uh, the other stuff I was doing. This is prior to real estate that I never got to enjoy that home. So after you know three years of being in it, uh, I let my grandma rent it from me, and she rented it for several years. And so forth. So I never got to enjoy it. So I didn't really get that feeling. But my next house I bought was this condo in Greyhawk. And I, I love that place. I'd go home at night, just kick back. It was mine. I didn't think about, hey, I'm going to sell this in two years and make a ton of money. I ended up having that thing for, I think, nearly like seven years. And you know what? When I sold it, I made quite a bit of money on it, as it should be. But it wasn't the forefront of why I bought this condo. So anyways... That's kind of my deal about the American dream. We've got to kind of start thinking back to the American dream and not let all this outside nonsense with the banks and interest rates and all that stuff get in the, in the way of stuff. The fact of the matter is, and I preached this before, you are buying a house one way or the other. You're either going to own it for yourself or you're going to buy it and your landlord's going to own it. One way or the other, you're going to own it. So don't let that things uh, throw you off. And listen, call us up anytime. My sister and I are readily available anytime. Text, email, call. Call in and talk about the show, whatever you want to do. We've got you covered. Okay, one of the other things besides the wonderful American dream we want to talk about is for those of you that are thinking about selling your home. All right? The Grand Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team, pushes this, okay? And I know there's other podcasts out there that are talking about interest rates or decluttering and blah, 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 blah. Listen, we're here to be 100% real with you. If you're listing your home, and you should interview us, the Grandin Group, like I said, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team, pricing your home is incredibly important, especially in this market when you have interest rates that are climbing. First of all, it's imperative that your agents know the surrounding and the markets, absolutely imperative. Um, now, if you get an agent and you're having a tough time pulling comps on a house, and all of you know what comps are, it's what the latest uh, sales are around the area and what you think you can sell the house for based on the condition and everything else. If you're having a tough time, it's all, and my sister and I do this, we call other realtors in the neighborhood and we get input on things they're doing in the neighborhood so we can get you a good price. It is imperative to price your home properly. So if your house comps out, let's just say 300000 but you want 450000 for it, you're not going it's, to, it's crazy. I mean, there's too much other stuff going on. You're not going to get showings. You're going to end up being ticked off at the realtor. 
and things aren't going to get sold. If you truly want to sell your home, sit down with the agents, preferably the granting group, and discuss the prices. There's always going to be a realtor that's going to come along when you do this interview, and they're going to say, oh, so the other realtor told you your house is only worth $300,000. Well, I think I can get you six. And they just want it for the listing. And then now you end up wasting 30, 60, 90 days. I've seen some people waste a year trying to sell their home before they come back around and get realistic. So part of that deal, like we've talked about before too, is marketing. If you're going to price your home, got to make sure the marketing can back it. And there are so many agents that think, oh, I'm just going to throw it on the MLS and we're going to be done with it. No, it needs to be marketed. In fact, I would even venture to say the realtor needs to call all the listings in the neighborhood and say, hey, this is Jason Grandin with the Grandin Group. Just listed a home up the road from you. We have a price at 500000 How's your traffic over there? And get some feedback. Maybe even do a community open house. Different marketing things work. They get people in and you want to get the houses sold. So now, for those of you who are selling, we just talked about pricing your home, showing your home. Okay, this is a huge pet peeve. And I know you're living in the home, half, the, half of you, and you're selling it, and it's just a pain to have people coming through your house. But you have to have this house readily, readily available to show. Okay, does it have to be spick and span at all times? Absolutely not. We know you live there. We let people know that ahead of time. But you've got to be able to work out times to show your house. So if, if you're in a position where you don't have animals that you have to put away or kids that need naps and all that stuff, great. The house can be shown anytime. Realtor should all, I personally think the realtor should be there to show it. But anyways, so you can, it's easy to show. But if you are on a different time schedule, sit down with your agent and discuss Saturdays from one to five, you can show it. Mondays from two to three, whatever the case is. And set up times to show it. You've got to make the houses easy to show. Right now in this market, which I do not understand, that we, I get agents. We'll call from one of our clients and we'll say, hey, we see you have a house coming soon. We'd like to get in and show it right away. And then they're like, no, we're not putting it on the market for another 20 days. And it's already overpriced. So we can see that. You're shooting your client in the foot. All right. So realtors, start working together and, and get agents in there to show the home. Sellers, believe it or not, sometimes the first offer is the best offer. So don't ever think, oh, I'm not going to take the first offer because something better is going to come along. Because many a times that first offer comes in and then it's a very long time before that second offer comes in. All right. So we talked about uh, pricing your home, showing your home. And this is primarily for the uh, sellers. Of course, for uh, marketing's a key on it. But the big thing I'd like you guys to take with you today is the American dream. Get involved in your local community, whether it's your HOA, school boards, uh, chamber of commerce, um, whatever it is, get a feel for stuff. But you know what? We've got to get back to this American dream. People that keep flipping their homes and renting the homes out and all that stuff don't build such a great um, cohesive neighborhood. And by owning a home and taking pride in it, and making it your home and not worrying about making a 50% profit every year, it just changes neighborhoods. And it's a great transformation that um, you know many people like to see. It's You drive through some of these neighborhoods right now, some of the homes that are 20, 30, 40 years old, the neighbors that haven't sold them but they're remodeling them, it's great. And you can feel the vibe in it. So let's get back to the American dream.
Speaking of that, if you want your American dream to come true, reach out to the Grandin Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team. If you're looking here in Maricopa County, which would be Scottsdale, Cave Creek, um, Queen Creek, Gilbert, Chandler, Tempe, Maricopa County, basically, give Jason Grandin a call. That's me. If you guys want to go up north, you want to go Black Canyon City, North, Flagstaff, Prescott, Sedona, reach out to me or, of course, my sister. And uh, we have an office up there and we will get you taken care of. Also, quick note, we are one of the official sponsors of the World's Oldest Rodeo in Prescott, June 28th through July 4th. The parade is July 1st. We have a float in it. We've got tons of giveaways. We are going to have an absolute blast. You guys make some vacation plans to get up to the rodeo up there. Besides that, it's going to be a lot cooler than it is down here. All right. Listen, hope you guys had a great Easter. We are on our way. We're in spring, but in Arizona here, we're on our way to summer. We'll be here next week to talk about some new fun stuff. Any questions, comments, if you want to talk about something on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, reach out to me via email. It's on the description below. Just know the American dream is still alive. Between all of us, we can make it happen. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for making this one of the number one podcasts, real estate related in Arizona. Love it. Love you guys. And we will talk to you soon. This is Jason Grandin with The Grandin Group. Powered by my home group.